Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in Matthew chapter 27, verses 45 through 50, the death of Jesus. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness all over the land until the ninth hour. If you remember, we've talked about this before. The sixth hour would be about noon. The ninth hour then is 3 p.m. And scripture records that there was darkness all over the land. There are people who have tried to suggest that this was because of an eclipse that took place, but it couldn't have been that because Passover occurred during a full moon and a solar eclipse can only happen during a new moon. Plus, eclipses don't last three hours. This was actually a supernatural event where God made it dark for three hours in the middle of the day, possibly to display his displeasure or a darkness or a pall over the fact that the Son of God had been crucified. And let me just say something about trying to explain away miracles with natural explanations. We need to be careful about always needing to have a rational or a scientific explanation for everything that we see in the Bible. Because the fact is that much of what we see in the Bible is totally supernatural. That's not to say that we don't appreciate science. We don't believe in science. That's just to say that there's something outside of what we understand, i.e. God's supernatural power, that breaks in to the natural order from time to time. And that kind of thinking might not be popular in some circles in a day of information and science and technology technology and advanced understanding, but if we're not willing to accommodate some of that in our own minds, scripture and the truth about God, the truth about his redemptive plan, the gospel, starts to crumble. I can't understand how it was dark from 12 to 3 that day. It makes no sense to me. I can't imagine what it would have been like. I want to understand scientifically or naturally how it happened, but I don't have those answers. I need to be okay with it, and I need to adjust my belief to line up with what scripture says, whether I understand it or not. Verse 40. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is another quote from Psalm 22. We referred to that psalm yesterday as a psalm that prophesies Jesus' crucifixion and death. Jesus is putting into words what he is experiencing. That is, because of the sin that has been placed on him and the wrath of God that must be poured out on sin, the punishment that has to be meted out as a result of sin, is causing a forsakenness from God the Father to God the Son. Jesus knew this was going to happen. This is always part of the plan. His statement probably isn't one of shock or surprise, but I can imagine that experiencing it for real was probably much worse than he could have anticipated, whether that was when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane praying or sometime earlier as he knew what was coming. In order for sin to be fully punished and paid for, he had to experience the forsakenness of God that comes as a result of sin. Verse 47, And some of the bystanders hearing it said, This man is calling Elijah. And one of them ran at once and took a sponge and filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But others said, Wait, let's see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. So when Jesus says, Eli, Eli, Leme Sabachthani, it sounds like he is saying the name of Elijah, which is Elihu, Elihu. And you can imagine a bystander thinking that he is calling 
to Elijah. Elijah obviously being a prominent figure in Jewish history. The Old Testament tells us that Elijah never died. He was taken to heaven in a chariot. And since then, people have been expecting the return of Elijah. You remember some people thought John the Baptist was Elijah. Some people thought that Jesus Christ was Elijah. So the Jewish people, because Elijah never died, have always kind of wondered, I wonder if this guy's coming back sometime. And so it would make sense to them if they think that Jesus is calling out to Elijah, that maybe Elijah is going to come back and save Jesus from the cross. As it turns out, they misheard him. He wasn't calling out to Elijah. He was calling out to God, Eli, Eli, Lamesabachthani. Another interesting fact that I just learned today, studying for this devotion, was that if you go through Psalm 22, Psalm 22 ends in a very victorious tone. So Jesus, in quoting Psalm 22, is not only acknowledging that he's being forsaken by God, which is the just punishment for sin, but he may also be pointing people and thinking himself of where Psalm 22 ends up, which is ultimately victorious. That is to give himself some hope and encouragement as well as bystanders and readers who are familiar with that psalm. But back to this Elijah thing, one thing I find fascinating is that there are people who are watching Jesus die who have connected the dots enough regarding his prophecies about his death and his resurrection. Obviously, they don't fully understand how it's going to all play out, but there is a certain level of expectation that there's something so different about this guy, Jesus Christ, hanging on the cross, that it just might be possible that Elijah would come down from heaven and save him in this moment. Well, he is going to be saved. It's not going to be by Elijah. It's going to be by the power of God, and it's not going to be till after he dies and is buried. The story does end victoriously. As of this moment in the timeline, sin has been paid for, and that payment is attributable to you and me through faith in the risen Christ. So do you have that faith? Is your sin paid for? If so, you can stand confidently and boldly before the Creator, not on your own merits, but on the merits of Jesus Christ, His Son. Lord, thank you for dying for sin. Thank you for offering us salvation through faith in you. Help it to be the truth around which we orient our entire existence and use us to help others come to acknowledge you as their Savior and Lord as well. Amen. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.